0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I am so excited to have Danielle here with me again for another Q&A episode. The response to our first two Q&A episodes, we did our pregnancy, birth, and babies episodes. It was so good. And I am just so excited to have you on with me again, friend, to chat with you and to answer everyone's questions.
1: I'm excited too. And this is one of my favorite times of year. And preparing for this podcast and getting people's questions about the holidays and balance in the holidays made me really excited and want to get my Christmas decorations out. So I am excited to be here too.
0: Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. So you don't have decorations out yet. I do not. (laughs) So it is currently as we're recording, this will come out at the end of November, but it is mid-November right now. And honestly, I was a post Thanksgiving decorator for most of my life. I think it's kind of how my family always did it. Like once it was Thanksgiving, we got our tree, we like put everything up. And my husband is very much against um, putting anything (laughs) up until after Thanksgiving. However, last year with like the craziness of the pandemic, I just kind of felt like I wanted things up a little bit earlier. And so we put things up just like a little bit earlier. We didn't do the tree early, um, but we put up some decorations and my husband was like very reluctant about it, but he was like, okay, whatever. And so this year (laughs) my husband went away last week. He was away for work for a week. And so the kids and I were like, why don't we just go up to the attic and just, you know, look at the <laughs> Christmas decorations. <laughs> and then they come so back down. With- <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. They came down and we have, we, we have a bunch of decorations up, but it's not like we don't have lights yet. We don't have a tree yet. So we'll do all that after Thanksgiving. Um, it will be right after Thanksgiving once this episode, um, goes up. So there might be some okay. Instagram posts of us going and shopping for, or not shopping, but going, finding our tree and putting up our decorations and stuff. So we're not quite there yet, but we are definitely, we have a few up and we're definitely listening to Christmas music because
1: it just makes me happy. <laughs> uh, me too. Christmas music has been on for me too, for sure. And we're going to get our tree. Um, we started our tradition last year of getting it the day after Thanksgiving. So oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, Holistic Health Coach, Certified Intuitive Eating Counselor, and Mama of Two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. So I wanted to start by just like doing a little, I mean, I guess we've already started, but just doing a little life update Mm -hmm. because I actually haven't talked to you in way too long. So when we last talked, it was, it was really a couple months ago now. So you were still at the end of your first trimester, right? So...
1: at the end of my second trimester. So now you're at
0: the end of so now you're at the end of your second trimester. So how are you yes. feeling? How are you preparing for baby? We we all want an update because we talked about pregnancy Aww. in the last two episodes. So we all want to hear how you're doing.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I am doing well overall, and I can't believe how fast this pregnancy feels like it's been compared to my first, <laughs> where um, I would very um, regularly check in on the app and like the date to see how big the baby was, send updates to my family, take weekly bump pictures. Um, And as a toddler mom, it's been hard to find or make space in my brain to remember to do that slash pregnancy brain, I believe is a real thing. So (laughs) um, I'm feeling physically well. I have been experiencing some migraines this time, which was new for me, but um, thankfully kind of got that under control with the help of my doctors. And um, I'm really, really excited because this weekend we are painting and decorating the nursery in, um our house. So I was telling you earlier but right now it's painted very dark colors. It's like dark pink and black. So we <laughs> teenage are girl room. Be, yes, definitely <laughs> teenage girl room from before and so we're going to be doing probably several coats of paint but I'm really excited and I feel like I've been in the nesting mode like really wanting to organize and get things put together. So we are doing well and yeah, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I loved getting the nursery together. Actually, my girls shared a room. They still share a room now. Um, but we like made sure that the one half of the room would be just for baby Wren when my youngest came around. And her birthday was actually um a couple weeks ago. So I've had the like I've had um on Facebook, I've had notifications pop up of like memories of years past. Mm-hmm. And there was a memory that popped up. Um, I guess it was. It was was, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now with like the nursery all set up. And it's so it's so fun to like remember back to like setting things up and getting it all ready for her um, and making it really special. Even though I I 100 percent agree that it felt so much faster the second time around. I felt like the first time around, Mm -hmm. I was like waiting and waiting. And then Mm -hmm. she even came earlier than I thought she was going to come the first time around. (laughs) The second time around, it was like, um, am I? 37 weeks. What? How did this happen?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting I, to hear. Yeah. And I, there's something really special. I think about getting it ready ahead of time, even if it's just a few weeks. And just yeah. like, I remember when my son was, was, nursery was done. I would spend a lot of time in there actually in like the rocking chair and maybe reading and um, just getting acquainted with the space. And it, it was comforting while yeah. pregnant. So Anyways. special. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love what's, it. what's new with you? Oh my gosh.
0: Well, I think it's really a lot of, it's a lot of the same, a lot of exciting things. Um, so at the time of recording, we've been in our new house. I don't know if I mentioned when we chatted in the last couple of episodes that we were moving, probably. I talked about it in several, mm-hmm. several episodes, um, but we moved at the very end of August, like literally- the week before school started. So even though it's November now, it feels like the last two months have been like a complete whirlwind of moving, getting all of our stuff unpacked, which has been like a two-month process because there's been school and I haven't stopped working and my husband hasn't stopped his job that like where he goes away every few weeks. And so that's mm-hmm. been kind of crazy. Um, but we are finally starting to feel settled, which feels really good, especially with the holidays coming around. Um, and yeah. then everything else is really just, you know, exciting work stuff, doing, working on a lot of recipes, holiday recipes are really fun. Um, my meal planner is coming out or it will be, will have just been out. So the fourth edition of the healthy mama meal planner is just out now. Um, as this episode airs, which is really exciting. It's always fun to create that and like work on the design, even just little things with it this year that are new. So I first came out with it in 2018. And um, so now that it's 2021, it is the fourth edition. There are little things that like I I felt like I I wasn't quite ready to do with the first edition. Like now it has tabs mm-hmm. and now it ha- it's, just, it's just fun to kind of create it. And uh, it's always fun to put it out there. It's the only product I have other than, or like the only physical product I have. So we've been mm-hmm. working a lot on that um, kind of behind the scenes in the business, but that's pretty much it. A lot of the same, but all good things. And very, also very excited about the holidays. So uh, it's a great time of the year.
1: Awesome. I saw some of your posts about the the meal planner and it looks amazing. I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to send you one. I have to send you one. (laughs) And it's okay if you don't want to use it until after baby comes. (laughs) Okay. You're going to be a little preoccupied, right? Or maybe use it in January and then you can take a break for a little while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good.
0: Oh, my gosh. So many fun things happening. I love it. So today we are going to dive into questions that we got from both of our communities on the holidays and how to have a healthy balanced holiday. And you know, we both have very similar opinions on, you know, balance mm-hmm. when it comes to food and movement and really, you know, wanting to embrace this idea of having freedom around all of that. And I know that that can be really difficult for a lot of people around the holiday season. There can be a lot of there can be a lot of diet talk, there can be a lot of pressure from our family members. And so we're going to go into everything from food stress to like life stress and family stress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we both have experience in the intuitive eating health, coaching food, freedom world. Um, but when it mm-hmm. comes to life balance, it's literally just us sharing our opinions. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully we can give you guys, um, some, some of our wisdom and some just encouragement for the upcoming holiday season, because it can be stressful, but it's also really wonderful. Um, so I guess I hope that, you guys will all just really take something from this, from uh, the questions mm-hmm. we got. We got some pretty good questions. So we got five questions. We've we've turned two of them into one because they were very similar. Um, mm-hmm. And we were talking before that. Um, I was like, well, we only got five questions. I feel like we should we have asked for more. Like, no, no, no. We're going to have we're going <laughs> we'll to have. We'll definitely about. have enough. <laughs> yes. So if if you're ready, let's just go ahead and and dive in. Yeah, um, let's do it. Perfect. So the first question, so we're going to dive into the food first, because this tends to be like an area of stress. I know someone who was a health coach for many years, and you're also a health coach. The mm-hmm. food around the holidays is a really is a really big thing. And so we're going to dive into the food first, and then we'll get into kind of life balance and, and all that jazz. So the first question or the first two questions that we're going to kind of wrap into one is how to deal with the all or nothing trap regarding holiday treats and how to stop overeating at every holiday party.
1: Mm-hmm. You want to kick it off? I I do. I'd love to. And I think that this, this, there's a lot of components to the answer of this question, but I'm gonna do my best to like compartmentalize what I'm thinking. Um, first I wanna say that like by just even listening to this podcast episode and thinking about these things ahead of time, you're setting yourself up for some success, I think, because we get so often sucked into like the rhythm of doing things automatically and stuff that we do every year. So even just thinking about it ahead of time this year and listening to this podcast and all while you're driving to work or driving the kids to school or whatnot. Um, and just getting your mind in that place of like, how do I want to spend my holidays and how do I want food to feel this holiday season is an amazing place to start. Um, And then this all or nothing trap can show up in every aspect of your life. And I'm going to say something really quick. I feel like I'm taking a lot of breaths because it's been harder to get a lot of oxygen. So I'm sorry if I'm sounding winded. I promise I'm just still seated. But anyways, um, (laughs) the all or nothing trap can show up in every aspect of our lives. And I don't know about you, Chris, but it's come up in my health coaching over and over and over again. It's like this huge um, block that can um, just be challenging for a lot of people. So know that you are not alone in this and know that it's not something in my experience that just kind of goes away forever. I think if you have all or nothing thinking in one area and um work through that maybe overcome it a bit it may show up somewhere else so just know that like it's it's normal to have this you're not alone in that you can work through it but it's not going to be something that just like magically disappears um and it's something that you can get better at over time um in regards to the all or nothing trap while eating holiday foods and treats or overeating at holiday parties I think the first thing that I wanted to share was giving yourself just unconditional permission to enjoy all the foods. And um, that is part of the intuitive eating framework um, that can be so like maybe referencing back through that. If you have the workbook or any of the books or have done that work, maybe like re um, visiting what it means to give yourself unconditional permission to enjoy and eat foods. Um, if you don't do that, it's going to be challenging to kind of um, not have the guilt afterwards after eating like their treats in the holiday foods. Um, and then I think another fun way to kind of deal with the all or nothing trap is um, kind of get excited <laughs> about like the holiday treats. And instead of having it be fear-based or worrisome, like I'm, we, the holidays are coming up. I know it can be challenging for me in the past to feel like I have a lo- an all or nothing mindset when it comes to food around the holiday gatherings. Um, and instead of coming from it at, from that perspective, maybe shifting it a little bit too. I am so excited to experience these like special holiday foods. So maybe listing out even right now, like your top one to five holiday treats that you don't typically have year round, um, and that you're really excited to enjoy. Um, and then I think also along the same lines, I think a lot of the holiday food has a lot of meaning behind it. So there's some special recipes in my family, like my great grandmother's donuts that we would always make around um, the holidays together Um, and pairing the excitement for like the satisfaction and the flavor with like the memories and sharing that out loud with like your family and um, your loved ones or kids can be really a way to get excited too. Go from that place of fear that maybe will turn into guilt and shifting that to excitement and enjoyment. Um, So, that was, (laughs) I feel like, a kind of long winded answer, but what do you think about the all or nothing trap?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm nodding along here. And my computer, for some reason, sounds like it's going to blast off. It's like some some sort of process is happening with my computer. So I, I muted myself. But I'm nodding along. I 100 percent agree this unconditional permission to eat is so important. And I know that it can be a little bit scary. So for the woman who's listening, who's like, but if I give myself unconditional permission to eat, then I will I will eat all the things. Remember that it's unconditional. That means there's no conditions. It doesn't mean that if you, you know, you're allowed to eat whatever you want during the holidays, but then you've got to like jump back on the bandwagon in January. It's about really practicing that it's okay to eat whatever sounds good Mm -hmm. to me, whatever tastes good to me, any time of the year. And I think just the reminder that there are some really special and really enjoyable foods around the holiday season. And I'm 100% with you, like getting excited about it and getting excited about the satisfaction around them, instead of making it something where you're going to feel guilty about eating so many of you know those cookies that you love, remembering that it is an exciting time that we don't always get these things, but that we could, right? Like mm-hmm. if we really wanted those Christmas cookies in June, we could get our, you know, our aunt's recipe for those cookies we love. We could have them another time during the year. It's not that you're only allowed to have these during the holiday season. And when we can remember that, and we can remember that this isn't the only time I'm going to have cookies, but this is a special time to have these cookies. So really, and I think that that helps a lot with the overeating too, is going into it with the, what sounds really good to me and what would be really satisfying to me and enjoying the experience of it and remembering that it's okay. And that doesn't mean anything about you that you have two or three cookies or that you Mm -hmm. do overeat sometimes because we all overeat sometimes. Like it's, it's very, very normal. We don't have to feel guilty if we overeat. And so, yeah, taking that guilt away from it and, and really focusing on, I've got unconditional permission to eat whatever I want. And so, and I can eat this anytime even even if it's not the holidays, but the holidays are special. So I am going yeah. to focus on that satisfaction side of things and, and what really sounds good. And I think when we do focus on that satisfaction, like what actually sounds good to me, not, okay, this is like my like free pass to eat all of the things, which was exactly where I was several years ago. Um, there was one There was one Christmas season where I was like deep in my eating disorder. It was a holiday season. And I remember that I was in a place of like kind of wanting to convince everyone around me that I was okay, that I wasn't so restricted Mm -hmm. around food. And so I had an eating contest with my cousin on Thanksgiving (sighs) and ended up feeling like so physically sick because I told myself that I could eat whatever I wanted because it was Thanksgiving. Mm. which sounds like unconditional permission, except the condition was that I would get back on track the next day. Right. And so I felt Mm -hmm. like I had to eat even more. I had to like get my fill of everything. So I had this eating contest with her ended up feeling so sick. Like I couldn't even enjoy the dessert because I ate so much at dinner. And I remember just like sitting on the couch, just like holding my Mm. stomach, like feeling so sick and that's not enjoyable. Right. That's not satisfying. So right. allowing yourself that opportunity to just enjoy the foods and enjoy the flavors of them and how special they are, that they do usually come around only one time of the year and and removing that guilt from it because it is special. And mm-hmm. I think it really help that. And then yeah, that whole holiday season, I look back going, what was I thinking? But that's what happens, I think, when we're in this mindset of of guilt around around food where we feel like we give ourselves these like little passes where it's like, well, I can eat whatever I want around the holidays, but then I'm going to get back on track. And so then we feel like we have to eat all of the things. So really working around that mindset and reminding yourself that I can still have treats come January. It's about balance instead of (laughs) that. You know, I just, I have to eat, I have to get my fill now. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm being a little bit repetitive, but does
1: that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. And the other thing that, um, I want well. that mean, I was listening to you and it made me think of this in my own personal experience. Sometimes when I would know a family meal was coming up or um, say, OK, we're going to my grandmother's at 12 o'clock for Thanksgiving. So in my mind, I would say, all right, we're going to go there at noon and then we're going to have food and there's going to be a lot of food. So I probably don't need to eat a ton beforehand. And that would really, and then when we get there when we end up eating for a few hours, be so hungry by the time food came in time to eat. So that made me think of, um, wanting to say like thinking of holiday food does not something that is going to replace what you normally, what normally nourishes your body and makes you feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keeping in mind that you want to continue those healthy pa- patterns of maintaining balance in your body, like eating at regular intervals, staying hydrated, eating fruits and veggies, if that makes you feel good or making sure you're getting enough protein, like continuing through that those patterns in the holiday season is really super important and not re- using um, holiday treats to replace like other nourishment, I think is helpful to, in my experience because, um, it really maintains your balance throughout the day prevents like blood sugar crashes and spikes. And can, that in itself can maybe help you with the all or nothing thinking around food, because if you're just so hungry by the time, um, you it's time to eat, then your, your body is just like feed me. So that's what it wants to do. <laughs> Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. 100%. Yeah. I I know that I've definitely been in the place of having the mindset of like needing to save up. For my holiday dinner. And so not eating ahead of time or eating very little ahead of time or going on like a crazy long run or something like that, which is miserable in November in New England most of the time. I love to run. Most podcast listeners know that like I'm a marathoner. I absolutely love to run, but I'm a fair weather runner. And I would force myself (laughs) to run and eat like as little as possible before Thanksgiving because I'm like, oh no, I'm going to be eating so much. But then you end up exactly like you said, super starving. And then Food is more satisfying when we are excited about it, when we are a little bit hungry. But when we're starving, we're at the, we're not starving, starving. But when we are very, very hungry, mm-hmm. then we're just going to be like we're just going to be shoveling food down because we are just we're, you know, we're at that kind of beyond hungry point. And then it's not satisfying anymore. Then it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I'm so hungry. Give me all the food. And it's harder to savor it. And right. so and and it's way easier to overeat that way when we're super super extra hungry. So I know that yeah, making sure that you're still eating breakfast. It seems I know that it can seem counterintuitive. Like I want to recognize that it can feel because that's what a lot of culture tells mm-hmm. us that you know, we're you know, overeating is bad and so if you If you're going to eat more later on in the day, we need to eat less earlier in the day. And Mm -hmm. I remember reading magazine articles that would tell me that, that would say, like, eat a light breakfast. So, you know, to save up those calories. But your body knows what to do with the extra, right? And you may or may not be a little less hungry the next day if you eat more today. Your body knows how to balance itself out and you don't need to worry about it. And I say may or may not because you might notice you're less hungry. You might not. You might You might even eat less than you think you're going to eat, especially if you're focusing on satisfaction. So instead of focusing on I'm going to eat so much later – Giving yourself the gift of having a good breakfast in the morning, moving if you want to or not moving if you don't want to, like drinking enough water. That is something I need to constantly remind myself of, especially (laughs) because I love wine. Um, And so it's really easy to just walk around on Thanksgiving all day long while I'm cooking with a glass of wine and completely (laughs) To drink water. And it's like, you know, my dad or my husband will just like keep refilling the glass of wine, too. It's like the never ending <laughs> glass. Of wine. It's like I just had one. <laughs> yeah. And then I've had no water. So that's something I have to be really conscious about is remembering to drink water throughout the day and have that breakfast in the morning and have lunch if you're going to be eating later on. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's so important to to just continue to take care of ourselves and remember that, yeah, the holidays doesn't mean it's, it's still a part of our life. I think sometimes we think of it as like, you know, this bubble <laughs> where it's completely separate from the rest of our life, but we're talking like a couple months out of the year. And if we decide to just like completely throw away all of the, you know, the things that make us feel good for a couple months out of the year, that's a significant amount of time. We're definitely then going to end up in January going, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. I think the best way to end, you know, to start the year feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I have to like make any of these drastic changes. Is just to try and do as much as you can to take care of yourself throughout the holiday season without going to those extremes.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, Something that I talked to my health coaching clients sometimes about is just having, um, and this is something you can reassess often, but having like a top three list of the things that make you feel the best. So, um, you, whether you call them like self-care items or like your top three non-negotiables, or I saw a term recently called self self health. And I thought that was kind of, kind of neat. Um, so just like a there if there's three simple things that you make you feel your best every day can identify those and continue to do them through the holidays. I think that's really important. So for me right now that I'll just give an example because I think that could be helpful. Um, For me right now that would be getting outside even if it's cold out because (laughs) today it was a high of like 40. Um and I live in northern Vermont. If I mean I'm not going to go outside if it's unsafe weather like if it's negative 20 but I want to make sure I'm still getting outside even if it's 5 10 minutes a day making sure I have warm clothes for myself and my son so we can go out. Um another thing is prioritizing sleep for me right now. That's been huge making sure I'm getting enough sleep and trying to prepare for that postpartum period where it's a little interrupted <laughs> and just so sleep prioritizing sleep and bedtime for me, getting outside and then um making sure I get some greens. So like I've been sauteing spinach and just getting some greens in to my day. um, Mm -hmm. because I noticed that there was a lot of like butternut squash and that sort of thing, like tomato, like fall types foods. And I wasn't eating as many greens and that really makes a difference in how I feel. So, identify maybe one to three of your top three non-negotiables or your (laughs) self-health items and continue to make sure those are done through the holiday season um, to take care of yourself. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love that so much. And it's so simple. I love, you know, I'm all about the simple steps that we can do to improve our Mm -hmm. lives and find more of that balance. And I think it, it can be easy to feel like we have to do all of the things to stay healthy and balanced over the holidays too. And mm-hmm. we definitely, we definitely don't want to make you feel like you have to like put extra on yourself in the holiday season to stay balanced, right? It doesn't have to be that hard. It can be as simple as what are those three self-health things that make you feel good? And now I'm thinking, I'm like, what are mine? I think, <laughs> I think water for sure, because I'm just, I'm not good at that. Actually, I have, I'm going to get it. <laughs> I have my yes, sparkling water and um, actually, as an aside, you guys, you have polar water, right? Yes. You're, you're in New England. I, is it New Hampshire? So I drink these polar seltzers all the time. I get like a big pack of them. Um, mm-hmm. And they are not the most environmentally friendly. They do come in plastic bottles. I drink regular filtered water too, um, but I don't love just drinking plain water. And so I drink these seltzer waters um, to get in extra water in, in the winter time when I just am not oh. creating it. And I, somebody told me, um, a friend who's military that you can't get, oh, it says Worcester mass. Okay. That you can't get polar seltzer outside of new England. And I was like, what oh people who are deprived of polar seltzer? (laughs) I mean, I can imagine like in, in Europe, Europe has delicious mineral waters, but, um, anyway, that's just a funny aside, but that's something that I, (laughs) I try and prioritize, like definitely my water, um, getting outside. I agree. I, I know I just was talking about how miserable it can be in New England. So oh, New England. It's so hard. It is, it is so, so nice to get outside. I do definitely feel it when I don't get outside during the day. So that's that's mm-hmm. a huge one. I love that. I, that, is, that is something I need to make more of a priority because there are definitely days where I go the entire day and I'm like, I didn't leave my house. <laughs> because <Right. I> work <laughs> from and so sometimes yeah. my husband will bring my daughter to school and drop the other one off of the bus and I will just stay home and work and it'll be eight o'clock at night. And I'll be like, I did not leave. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's huge. And I think um, just because we're on the topic, the other thing um, is my probably my morning smoothie. I've been without my morning Ooh. smoothie the last few days. And it's just, I I only drink a smoothie in, or I started drinking a smoothie in the morning just because it's so easy. And I started drinking it. I mean, I've been drinking smoothies for years and years and years, like almost a decade, probably a decade I've been drinking them, but consistently for breakfast, probably almost like seven or eight years but i started drinking them because uh, when my daughter my oldest daughter sort of preschool um and so i would i could have something easy on the go for and drop off yeah exactly something i can just take with me and so now sometimes if i'm at home i'll have a smoothie bowl and usually a hot tea after when it's cold a lot of times i just bring it with me in the car for school drop off or bus drop off or whatever it is but i've noticed too that there's just nothing else that satisfies me in the morning like my smoothie I think my body's just so used to it and enjoys it. it. Enjoy, I like. I enjoy how I feel. I feel, you know, full and satisfied, but not overly full. Like i I'm like feel like I started the day with some fruit and some greens and some. There's yeah. always like some nut butter and some protein in there. It just feels very balanced, and uh, I like other breakfasts. So usually I don't have it on the weekend just because I do like a switch up. But I've noticed the last couple of days when I haven't had my normal smoothie in the morning that I've been like hungrier earlier, which is fine. I just eat a little bit earlier, but I just haven't felt like as good or as satisfied in the morning. I'm like, man, it's, it's, (laughs) I think it's one of those things like when you only, it's only when you go without them that you're like, oh wow, this really does make a difference. So I love that. I think those are my three things, but I'm going to keep thinking on that. That was a really good, that was a a really great thing to, to bring up.
1: (laughs) Um, well, I'm glad. And i Think it's important to remember, like they changed as the season changed too, yes. or like the seasons of your life. But um, our next question is continuing the food topic. And um, I'm gonna ask you, Chris, what your tips are to start with um on overeating holiday leftovers. This person says that one day of leftovers feels fine, feels good, but it it feels difficult or challenging. Um, after eating them for a week mm. how would you suggest to keep balance or feeling balanced while eating holiday leftovers
0: okay i really liked this this question um and honestly i don't know this might be a little bit of an unconventional answer but honestly i think it's okay in this situation if it's been several days and you're eating those holiday leftovers and you feel and you're not feeling good anymore. And you're like, just continuing to eat them. Maybe it's because you're like, well, they're here and I don't want to waste them or they're here and they won't be here next year. So I have to eat them or you might really enjoy them. But if you get to the point where you're not really enjoying them anymore because you're not feeling good, I think that's okay to just let them go and to be like, they're not, they're not making me feel good. And yeah, just just toss them, (laughs) especially if it's been a few days, you know, it's okay to be like, okay, this is a self-care choice to go. They're just not making me feel good anymore. So in, you know, I think when we think about food freedom, I think sometimes the idea of like throwing something away because, you know, you know, we don't want to eat it anymore. Sounds like, you know, it can, mm-hmm. it can sound like something we shouldn't do, but I least like take all the shits and shouldn'ts away, right? If it's if yeah. not making you feel good, freedom is what feels good to you. It's what feels like freedom to you. And if it feels like the food is sort of constraining you because it's not making you feel good anymore, I think that's the time to just toss it and be like, this food will be here next year. And yeah. you, you're choosing you, you're choosing feeling good. And so if it's making you feel icky, I would say, you know, it's just time to toss it, and you know, don't even argue with yourself. Just go. You know what? I think it's time. It's time to just I, let it go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I agree a hundred percent. And I, the other thing that I that came to mind, it may be because I'm I'm uh, very busy freezing meals in preparation for birth, but I was like, oh well, freeze it, or just in, if you don't yeah. want to eat it for three days in a row or five days in a row, like maybe you have, um, some soup or you'd be surprised about the amount of things you can freeze. I've learned a lot recently about (laughs) freezing. Um, so maybe you could just pop it in the freezer and have a yummy Thanksgiving or holiday meal later in the winter. Like you could just put it all in a container together and freeze it and, um, save it for later. <laughs> that was my other thought. I love that because then, like,
0: you're also giving yourself the opportunity to, like, you know, be excited and anticipate it later on. And you're also helping yourself, you know, not feel like this is the last time I'm ever going to have this because there's still some in your freezer. You can have another day. So I love that. Yeah. That is a great idea because you might not be feeling good with it now, but you know, I think oftentimes that it, it also happens that like, you know, you're just eating the same thing over and over again, and then it becomes less satisfying. You're probably going to enjoy it way more. Mm-hmm. a couple months down the line when you pull it up out of the freezer and you're like, oh, I'm going to have some turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. And I
1: don't have to cook.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And as someone who has been recipe testing for hours a day for the past two weeks, I would love an opportunity to not cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I think that's honestly all I have to say about that one. But I think it's I think it's one of those things where it's, it's one of those self-care choices you just have to make. I think it's it's OK to just to let it go or to freeze it and uh, yeah, do what feels good for you. I agree. So let's jump into some of the life balance questions we got asked. So the first one is balancing the to-do, social gift buying, wanting to stay present and enjoy my time and family. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about this one?
1: (laughs) Well, the first thing that um, when I was reading through the questions that I thought of was something that my mother-in-law does is she keeps a blank. So she has a stairway going down to her basement um, and she keeps a like generic December calendar or she has one for every month, but um, with important dates on it, but her December calendar has um, important family dates and it also has a to-do list type of items of things that she does every year. Uh, and she writes them on the day of the calendar that she typically does them around or on. So it's like part of your brain. So that to-do list that is like, okay, got to order the Christmas cards, like pick the Christmas outfits, address them, blah, blah, blah. Um, or send, sometimes maybe you'll give out like cookies to neighborhood or like have a baking what day, whatever. Um, if you have like a list of to do things that you do every year. She's taken them all and written them out by day or a day that she would like to complete them by for a reference for the next year. And I thought that was really cool because, um, it's just like something to reference back on and be like, Oh, I typically like get my Christmas cards out by this day. And that seems to work well. Um, and just like giving yourself a present from the past. So I thought I want I wanted to share that because I thought that was really a cool tip. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to share about the balancing all of the social gatherings, gift buying, and really trying to stay, while at the same time trying to stay present with family um, is I want to say that it is challenging But while you're listening to this, like right here, right now, just like I said at the beginning, take a moment to to think about your holiday experience and the things that you normally do. So whether it is going to get the tree or going to a certain place or places, plural, on Thanksgiving or a different holiday um, or other events that typically happen for you and kind of visualize yourself going through them this year. Um, I think visualization exercises can be really powerful and this is a time of year when you probably aren't doing them or thinking about this or thinking about how to be really intentional with your time because we are so busy and it is hard to balance things but like take a few moments now to think about what you're what's coming up for you and think then about how you want to, to feel and experience those times I I found that I was doing the same things over and over again each year with my family which is great like traditions are amazing and special um but last year when we had the first christmas with our son um it was it felt like kind of an opportunity to create new traditions and redefine what we wanted um the days in our time to look like and i thought that was really powerful because i hadn't until that point Really taking the time to think about how I was spending my time and what I wanted it to look like. Um, so I invite you to do that now and just get creative. Maybe explore and think about things in a different way because sometimes we we don't even think that there are other options or ways to do things, but there there perhaps may be. And one thing that I want to say is I know I just talked about Christmas cards, but like if you don't like to send cards and it's stressful for you, then don't do it. (laughs) Um, Just because you have in the past doesn't mean that you need to again, or just because you've gone to two houses or three houses, even like I know people who go to several locations on a holiday um, in the past doesn't mean that you need to do it again. And it's okay to put yourself first, or you can find maybe a different alternative that that you haven't thought of before, like having it at maybe a completely um different location or like going out to eat or something. I'm just coming up with random ideas now, but just um thinking of visualizing yourself going through the, the important pieces of your holidays and thinking about how you want to feel and what would get you to that spot if you don't feel that way now how with how you spend your time. Um, and then I think what we said, the last thing I want to say, and then I'm going to see what you have to say <laughs> is, um, what I mentioned about with the food piece, um, is just to make sure that you're still keeping those, taking care of yourself, keeping those top three things in mind or four or five, whatever they may be, um. And allowing yourself to have time to rest and rejuvenate. And maybe if you need alone time, like it's okay to do that. And also it's okay if you don't have an hour of alone time. It can feel nearly impossible to find that, especially as mothers or parents. And even five, 10 minutes makes a huge difference. So if you can take five to 10 minutes out of your day to take a few deep breaths or move your body or just take a little bit of an extra long shower, continue to do those things and fill up your own cup so that you can balance other people because otherwise you'll just fizzle out.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love all of that. I feel like I can't follow that up with anything no. good. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I love what your mother-in-law does. I think that's a that's such a cool idea, that little gift from your past self to um write out when you do things. I was actually thinking the same thing. I was like, I think I'm kind of late in getting my Christmas cards because I do like to do <laughs> cards. I actually love that tradition. And I'm like, I think I normally buy them earlier and send them out earlier, but I don't I don't even remember what we did the last couple of years. And so and that'd be really helpful to go, okay, these are the things I've done in the past. But also remembering, like you said, just because we did it in the past doesn't mean we need to do it now. We can create new traditions. We can shift things. I know that something that my husband and I really identified in the last year was that, you know, both of us are pretty introverted. We're, we're kind of – I think both of us are kind of like ambiverts where – we really, really need our alone time. We really need to recharge alone. But we also, we like the social things, but we can, neither of us can do too much when it comes to a lot of the social yeah. things. And one of the things I think that we really enjoyed about the, I know that there was the pandemic, there was so much hard that came from that. And I, I definitely recognize that it was not all good, but there were some good things that came from it too. And And almost being forced to say no to things or to not have some things made for a slower holiday season last year that I think we really appreciated and not feeling like we needed to rush to all of the things or put too many things on our schedule or feel like everything was just like, Packed on top of each other, like event after event after event. And then we were constantly exhausted and just like emotionally exhausted and burnt out. And we would get to the end of the year, like, or we would get to Christmas just tired and not even like enjoying the day as much as I think we wanted to because so much of it leading up was kind of stressful, just trying to fit in all the things. And I think we realized that it's it's about figuring out what matters to us and what we really enjoy about our about the holiday season about traditions and starting to create our own traditions based on what was is really important to us and so i think that's what i would um you know encourage you to do is you know i love the exercise that you recommended we go through really just what do we want our season to look like and how do we want to feel during that season and so just kind of identifying the things that really matter to you during the holiday season mm-hmm. and being okay with letting go of the things that don't like you said the holiday cards if if you're not if you're not into it then just don't do it and i know it can feel like but i've been doing it i've done it every year it's tradition. Just because it's tradition doesn't mean you can't make new traditions. doesn't mean you can't shift things and make it work for you. And I know that this year, my husband and I have already kind of talked about some of the things that we really enjoy and some of the things that we want to do. You know, some new things, some things that are things that we've done before. And then shifts that we made last year, almost unintentionally that we want to continue this year, like not packing our schedule so full that we end up exhausted but right. really like enjoying the things, the things that matter, enjoying the things and the things that matter to us, which might be different than the things that matter to you. The events that we enjoy might be different than the events you enjoy. And there are some like family traditions that we do that we, we wouldn't necessarily want to like get out of, but you can, if you really want to, if it's mm-hmm. causing you stress, you totally can. You can, <laughs> yes. you, you can, like you have that choice. And I think sometimes we forget that we have that choice, <laughs> that we we have the choice to say no to things, to really just focus on on the things that that make us feel good and our family too. And we want our kids, I think, at least, I guess I'm speaking for myself, but I, I think that many of us want, we just want our kids to enjoy the season, right? And I think when we end up stressed out because we're trying to like force too many things, then they, they end up feeling that, right? And right. Mm-hmm. it ends up being less joyful. And so, we've kind of identified some of the things that are most important to us and that we enjoy the most. We're like, okay, these are the things we're going to do. And if we can fit other things in, we fit other things in. And if we can't, then it's fine. We did the things we wanted to do and we can say no to the other things. And so some of the things that we love to do, um, I'm not even sure if it's happening this year, but if it is, we love doing a breakfast with Santa. Um, My grandfather, he's always done this like uh, with us every single year since I was like a baby. I think I want to say I was like, so I was born in July. So I was probably like six months old the first time he did it. So we do, it's like in our local or in the town I grew up in, which is only about 40 minutes from where I am now they have, they have Santa come and you eat breakfast and then you get to sit on Santa's lap and you get to tell him Aww. what you want for Christmas. And that's what we would do every single year. And now we've been able to do that with our kids too. And, and, and our kids' cousins as well. Cause cousin, now they have cousin now they have two cousins um, <laughs> because our family is growing. And so we've been able to do that with them too. And so that's like, okay, we don't want to miss that. Like we're not, we're not choosing something else over that. That's like a special thing we do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we do Christmas Eve with my parents and We've definitely identified that that's something we like to keep small and intimate. And just like my parents and our little family, and my sister and her boyfriend. Keep it simple. We don't want anyone mm-hmm. else there. Sorry, for rest with Yeah. Family. but that one we get to keep small and simple. And the kids get like pajamas on Christmas Eve. My mom does that. Oh, we do that too. <laughs> love to do it's so fun. And she she actually does it for myself and my husband too, which I love. <laughs> so we get new we get new pajamas. Um, and so like those little things, like I'm really and, and getting the tree, honestly. If we get the tree and decorate the tree listening to Christmas music um and we do breakfast with Santa and we do our Christmas Eve thing and my husband and I like to stay up and drink uh, grown-up eggnog and wrap <laughs> presents on Christmas Eve like if if that's all we did the entire holiday season I would be so happy and I think yeah. learning that last year and going that's and we didn't get to do breakfast with Santa last year obviously but other than that that's that's what we did And it was so much more joyful than squeezing in all of the things. So, so what is it to you, right? Like the, to the person listening, you could also answer if you want to (laughs) But like, what is it to you? Like, what is just like Danielle said, like, what do you, how do you envision the season? What would feel really good? And, and what are the things that matter to you? And really focusing, I think on those things and then just letting go of the rest and, and speaking of rest. Just like you said, taking that time for rest, I think, is Mm -hmm. so, so important, especially as moms. Even when you feel like you don't have time, there's time. You just have to, you just have to carve it out. Even if it means letting your kids watch Rudolph for the fourth time in a row on a Saturday,
1: because you're (laughs) like, I don't
0: know, it's been too much screen time. Not if you need a rest, mama. It's not too much screen time if you need a rest. It's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go take a 20 minute nap, go read your book for a little while. As long as the kids are safe, they're happy even if they're not happy as long as they're safe <laughs> go take yeah. a little bit of a go take a little bit of a rest yeah <laughs> i totally agree
1: <laughs> and i think that this answer of prioritizing what what is most important and filling our time with that um kind of ties into the ne- the next and last question too which is tips on dealing with stressful family members. Um, and I think what we were talking about just then was a lot of boundaries. And I think this comes into play while dealing with family and friends even who may cause you stress. Um, so I'm my answer, I'm going to answer. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> uh, my answer to this Is from my personal experience, if I'm in a stressful situation or a family or friend is causing me stress in the moment, it can be really hard for me to find my words and it can be hard for me to say no or put up a boundary. So what I've needed to do in order to support myself in keeping those boundaries is come up with like a phrase or a go-to plan, if you will to help myself in that situation. So I'm going to give a random example that I'm just, um, okay. So say there's a a stressful situation at a holiday gathering and a topic of conversation comes up that is really uncomfortable for you and that you don't want to be um, participating in. It can be helpful to just have a phrase to say in that time or make a plan and say, I don't I don't feel comfortable being a part of this conversation. I'm gonna excuse myself. And then like physically leave the room and just putting up that boundary and practicing it beforehand, even though it feels silly, um, can be helpful. Um that was my tip for dealing with stressful family members. Um preparing a little bit beforehand if it's if you find it is hard to say no, coming up with a phrase or a plan, if you will, and how. What would you say about boundaries around stressful family members?
0: Mm, I like that a lot. I love having that go-to phrase because I'm also I'm I'm thinking for myself. I'm like I think I need to come up with a go-to phrase too because I'm I'm definitely the same way. I'm a huge talker, but when (laughs) I get obviously, if you can't tell, you know, the (laughs) podcast and all. (laughs) But I think yeah, when you get into that uncomfortable situation, whether you know, especially if it's a conversation, especially, I know I've. I can identify a couple of conversations I've been in where somebody said something to me and it's, yeah, it's literally like you lose your words. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. know how to respond to that. And it it feels yeah. awkward. It feels uncomfortable. And those things happen. And, it, and this is, I don't think, yeah, there is no perfect answer to this question because there's all different stresses when it comes to family members. I think conversations are the first thing that come mm-hmm. to mind. And so I think, you know, just, preparing ahead of time, like you said, is great advice and just coming up with mm-hmm. something that feels that feels good and natural to you. Um, I know that I remember that uh, I had a family member, a very, very um, body conscious family member and her favorite thing to do. And she's, like, she's not an immediate family member. So I only see her a couple times of times of the year. And her favorite thing to do is to kind of come over and she'll say hello. And then she usually does like a little like, you know, kind of like looks you up and down. <laughs> and uh, and she'll go, oh, you look great. Almost like one of those things where it's like they're surprised. She wasn't yeah, great. she wasn't expecting you to. <laughs> and the only thing I and usually I'm like, oh um thanks. And the last the last time she said it to me, I was like, <sighs> okay, if she says this to me like she does every single year, or most years at least. <laughs> I'm just going to say thanks. I feel great. Because that is, mm-hmm. you know, that that's ultimately where I would want that conversation to go. It kind of it ends yeah. the like we're not going to we're not going to talk about how I look anymore because that's not what today is about. Right. We we're going to talk about ever. <laughs> but it's like thanks. I feel great. That's it. That's the end. I love it's that. yeah. Just moving it towards and that's the only time I can ever remember feeling like I had an actual response <laughs> to anything mm-hmm. like that. Um but I love that and and having really being prepared and going okay there might be some awkward situations there might be some uncomfortable conversations but i'm a little bit prepared to either and and being okay with removing yourself from the situation i think is really important and even if you have to make up a silly excuse like i'm going to go check on the kids that is mm-hmm. That's my favorite to get out of a situation. Yeah. It's like, even if the kids are like standing next to you, it's like, I'm gonna go see if Fred wants some water. Or let's yeah. go, <laughs> you know, let's just kids are a great excuse. We've got kids <laughs> if it's an uncomfortable conversation, if it's something that's, I don't know, maybe making you a little bit upset and you don't want to feel that way. It's okay. It's okay to create that boundary. Um, and remove yourself from uncomfortable conversations, from uncomfortable situations. Um it's okay to leave early. If you're in a situation mm-hmm. where maybe there's an um, argument happening or there's a lot of conversations that aren't making you feel good or you're just or you're just tired and exhausted. It's I think
1: a lot of yeah, times if you you're put, not feeling good.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. If you're not feeling good mentally, physically in any way, it's okay. Even if you have to make up a silly excuse, it's okay to just remove yourself from the situation. And whatever it is, I think a lot of times we end up feeling sometimes guilty, at least I do, based on like expectations we think people have of us. And sometimes, they do have those expectations of us and remembering that it's okay to disappoint people to take care of yourself and your family. Um, I think oftentimes we will do this for our kids, right? If our kids are really upset, if our kids are feeling really sick, or if they're, you know, if they're just done, you know, if our kids, if they start having a tantrum because it's past their bedtime, we're like, okay, we're done. We're going to head out. And nobody says anything. No, Everyone's like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, Usually nobody says anything. There are sometimes difficult family members who do say something about it, but you're like, like look at this child going crazy. <laughs> you probably don't want them here anymore. Um, at least at least that's that's been my experience. I think sometimes we find it easier to do that for our kids and harder to do that for ourselves. And we can do it for ourselves just like we do for our kids going, okay, I think we're done here. It's okay. We can, we are allowed, you are allowed to protect your peace, right? So if you're not, if you're feeling out of sorts, if it's feeling uncomfortable, stressful, it's okay to remove yourself. And if you're in a situation where you might not want to remove yourself from the situation and maybe it's just like one stressful conversation or, um, or maybe it's multiple stressful conversations, I, I think you can find ways to kind of find some peace within that, whether it's maybe going and just taking a walk around the neighborhood and just calming yourself down and getting yourself back to a place of peace, like reclaiming your place of peace before you kind of come back to the situation, I think can be really helpful too. If there's like something going on that might be kind of stressful, but you don't want to like, maybe it's the middle of Christmas day and there was like a stressful conversation that happened and you're like, well, I don't want to completely leave Christmas, but I'm feeling really Mm. stressed out. Then maybe you just go for a walk and then you come back and then you're calm and then you move on with the day. Um, and, and remembering that sometimes we think that people have expectations of us that they don't. Um, and even if they, even if they do, it's, it's okay to, sometimes disappoint people to take care of yourself (laughs) and to take care of your family and that you are just as important as the other people at the party and you are as important as your kiddos and you can take care of yourself just like you take care of your kiddos because um, you're just a big kid anyway, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I love this because this conversation and this question, because we all know this, right? Like we've heard, but it's so helpful to hear it again, especially right now and talk about it again and validate that you are important you want to feel good and it's okay to prioritize your peace yes
0: yeah a hundred percent and i did want to add that i'm not an expert in this like i I mentioned that i have like i had one good comeback one time in like probably 15 years (laughs) (laughs) not that it was a comeback you know but like one good response right i am a work in progress in this and we've i've had Tough conversations happen where I didn't know what to do. I've reacted Mm -hmm. in ways that I am not proud of and didn't want to. You know, I've this has definitely happened. I've definitely, you know, overstayed in situations beyond what felt good for me. And so it's, I'm a constant work in progress. I think we're all works in progress. It's okay. You know, it's never going to be perfect, but just remembering that you can. You can take care of yourself and you can do what you can. And I totally agree. Sometimes just sometimes we need that reminder and that validation from someone else that, okay, yeah, it is okay to protect my own peace. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been so, so good. That's the end of the questions that we have for today, but I feel like we could even keep talking. <laughs> this has been I really know. good. And I hope that this is helpful. I'm sure this is going to be helpful for the listeners. I know you've been, you know, your answers are really helpful to me. I think I'm like, Same. okay, I'm going to I'm gonna envision my holiday and it's like, what do <laughs> I want it to look like? What do I want it <laughs> to feel like? I'm thinking about those three um, health things that are going to, or maybe even, maybe I'll even try and, and now I'm just trying to overachieve. I'm like, maybe I'll think if there's four <laughs> or five, um, but really thinking about those things and remembering it's okay to take care of ourselves physically, mentally throughout the holiday season, that it's a part of the year, but you know, it it's not its own. It's not like its own year. We can, we can still take care of ourselves throughout it. Um, And hopefully, you know, everyone has a really wonderful holiday season free from food guilt because food guilt is not be on the menu during the holiday season (laughs) and hopefully free from as much uh, as much family stress as possible. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So do you want to finish up with a fun little holiday rapid fire? You know how I love my rapid fires at the end of my podcast. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And I have not seen these
1: just for listeners. (laughs) I don't know what's
0: coming. Oh my gosh. It's, they're fun. They're totally fun.
1: Um, so favorite holiday treat. Oh, oh, that one. Of course you had to start with that one. That one's so hard. Okay. So I don't know what they're called exactly, but it's made with chocolate chips on top, saltines, and then like oh, butter nice. and sugar on the bottom. And it like caramelizes yes. and then you crunch them off and put nuts on top. What are those called? That's my favorite. I love them.
0: Okay. I've <laughs> always heard of them called like referred to as christmas crack like literally christmas crack
1: Yes. I
0: think think it's so good.
1: It's so good. That's my favorite. What's yours?
0: Yes, I love that. Actually, the girls and I made some last year. We've we got a recipe Mm. for it. I can't remember. I think it was in we had this like advent book that we were doing together as a family, and there was a recipe for it in there. And that was the first time I ever made it. But yes, so good. Okay, mine is really funny because I have some. There are some really delicious treats that my family members make and that I always enjoy around Thanksgiving, around Christmas. But my absolute favorite holiday treat is the Starbucks Cranberry Bliss Bar. I love their Cranberry Bliss Bar and I look forward to it every single year. (laughs) And that I do wait until December 1st for just because I feel like it's wrong to have it before. Uh, It's out now and I've seen it at Starbucks. And I don't, there's just something about it. It, It's so good. It's like if anyone hasn't had it, it's almost like a soft cookie bottom. And then there's like white chocolate. it's cream cheese. It's cream cheese. And then there's white chocolate drizzle and cranberries. And I know it's just like a Starbucks treat, but I look forward to it every single year. I love it so much.
1: (laughs) I honestly haven't had that before, so I'm totally going to get one. (laughs) You have
0: to try it. It's so good. I don't, I, I, everyone, everyone I know who's tried it also loves it. Maybe not as much as I do, but (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) Okay. Then what is your favorite holiday movie?
1: Oh, um, I think it would have to be okay. I'm going to blame pregnancy brain. I don't want to say the wrong name, but the, the movie about the women who switch houses, is it called the holiday? Oh, I don't know. So there's these two women and they, one is in California and one lives in Europe somewhere and they switch how I think it might be called <laughs> the holiday um with Cameron Diaz and It is I just looked it up <laughs> that's why Black, there was a pause yes. on
0: my end I have seen it too yes oh my gosh I haven't seen that in a long time though oh my gosh yeah, because it's from two thousand six. Okay, I need to watch it again this year because I do
1: it's remember fun. that. Yes. Oh, I love that just that. makes me happy. I like that show, and, and I, I yeah. also really love, um, like, just Rudolph, like the cartoon Rudolph yes. There's something. We watched it growing up, so it's it's nostalgia. I think. What's yeah. yours?
0: Yeah, we watched Rudolph and uh, Frosty the Snowman like on repeat when I was a kid. So those are definitely mm-hmm. nostalgic. Absolutely. Uh, I am an Elf fan. Elf is my favorite. <laughs> it makes me very yeah. happy. I watch it every year. Um, But do you know what movie that we actually have watched One Christmas movie, Um, don't tell my husband, he's in the other room. He's probably not listening to this, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) he's probably, you know, like the same way he is about holiday decorations. He is um, not quite ready for, um, he's not quite ready for holiday movies, but he was away last week. And so my mom and my sister and the girls and I watched um, our favorite new Christmas movie that we saw last year. It's called Noel. It's on Disney Plus. So it's a Disney movie with Anna Kendrick and her she's in the Kringle family and her dad was Santa and her dad had unfortunately passed away and so her brother was supposed to take over as Santa and her brother has like a little bit of a breakdown decides he doesn't want to be Santa goes and um, becomes a yoga instructor in Arizona <laughs> oh my gosh I have to see yeah. this and so she is his yeah she's his sister obviously I said her brother um her name is Noelle and so she goes down on this adventure to go and and find him. And she finds him in a yoga studio in Arizona, and he doesn't want to be Santa. And throughout this whole process, you can imagine what happens. I won't spoil Mm -hmm. it. It is so cute. It's so cute. (laughs) There's this little tiny reindeer named snow cone. We like all want, we all want a snow cone. It's adorable. So that's my (laughs) new favorite. My, my like longtime favorite is elf. I can basically quote the entire movie. (laughs) Um, So we love elf in our house, but my new favorite, Noelle is very cute. So if you haven't seen that, it's a good one.
1: It's going to be on my list now.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, you have to let me know when you, when you watch it, if you like okay. it as much as I do, and I'm going to have to watch the holiday again. Cause I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I do. <laughs> okay. Well, we we sort of talked about this, but what is your favorite holiday tradition?
1: Um, I think that my favorite holiday tradition is our, how we spend our Christmas Eve it's usually at our own, it is at our own house. Um, and we do one special gift. We usually read the night before Christmas. Um, and yeah, it's just really, it's really lovely to be home and be quiet and be with the people that you love most. Mm. What's your favorite? I agree. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I Christmas
0: Eve for myself as well. We've been doing that yeah. with my parents the last several years. And um, yeah, we usually actually it's funny. So as a child, we would always go out to Chinese food restaurant on Christmas Eve. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. we've kind of carried on that tradition, but we've done more like we we did hibachi for a few years, Ooh. which was really fun. There's a hibachi place like around the corner from my old house, not around the corner from us anymore. We did that for several years. Last year we did takeout um, because it was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we do some sort of food together. And then we, like I said, we exchange gifts, um, not gifts, we exchange pajamas. So we uh, exchange Christmas pajamas, and we just kind of we get cozy, and uh, and so we've been doing it up at my parents' house the last few years, and then um, we go home, and we also read a night uh, the night before Christmas, which is always fun too. So I like Christmas Eve, honestly. I think I like Christmas Eve better than Christmas Day, as much mm-hmm. as Christmas Day is fun. The it is just a a really calm and fun evening, so I love that too. Yeah. So, what's your favorite Christmas song? <laughs>
1: Um, okay, I have two and they're very different, but I I am going to say I'm guilty. I love them, right? Carrie, all I want for Christmas is you. I, mean, I love so that good. song. We did a dance. It's really special to me because we did a dance to it every Christmas with a kick line. And so I, I'm sure I could do the whole thing probably still. But um we had a dance to that song. I love it. And then the other song that I love is called um, The Christmas Shoes. And it's a story about, um, a son getting, um, shoes for his mom. And that, that makes me cry every time I hear it. So that those are my two favorites. What's yours?
0: <laughs> oh gosh. I'm going to like start tearing up just thinking about I it. I know. I love that song. It's so beautiful. You know, when I, when I wrote up these rapid fires, I was like, this is actually a really hard question for me. It is. So I, I think I have a two part, I have a two-part two part too. So I think my, my favorite is I love specifically the pentatonics version of Hallelujah, and I I wouldn't sing mm-hmm. it, I can't sing, so I'm not gonna sing it. But you can look it up the the pentatonics version of Hallelujah. It's just it's so beautiful, and I will turn it up to like 40 in my car, and the kids <laughs> know like we'll just listen to it. It'll Probably blow like, I mean, it's not like a rock song or anything. It's very slow <laughs> paced, but it probably blows out our eardrums. Um, but we love playing that around the holidays, especially if it's like snowing outside. It's just really beautiful and it's a cappella. So I really, really love that one. Um, and then completely opposite side, I love baby it's cold outside. That is just mm-hmm. it just feels so Christmassy and so fun. And my favorite version is um the she and him version um with oh my gosh. I just lost her name. She's an elf. What is the I'm actress's gonna name? I'm going to be no help. <laughs> From New Girl. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Uh, yes. Zoe Deschanel. She sings that version. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the woman listening is going to be like, she's probably screaming at us going, come yeah, on. Like, Zoe Deschanel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. um, so those are my favorites. So yeah, th- that's really hard. I think those are my, those are my two. So yeah, something slower and something kind of more fast piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final two. What is your favorite holiday side? Because everyone loves the side dishes, right?
1: Mashed potatoes. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I love mashed potatoes so much.
0: (laughs) See, I'm not a huge mashed potato fan. My husband loves mashed potatoes, but I'm not as big a mashed potatoes fan. But I I understand the appeal. They are creamy, especially if they're creamy and buttery. There are some yeah. mashed potatoes. There's this one uh, steakhouse in Toronto that makes like the most amazing garlic mashed potatoes. If we had those at our holiday meals, then I would, I would be all over them.
1: Yeah. My <laughs> grandfather makes, and I have continued to make mashed potatoes with the skin on. And so they're like a little bit chunky and I just love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like them better that way too. than like the pureed mashed potatoes. I'm not into that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. Um, What's my your favorite. favorite?
1: So- oh, I was.
0: I wasn't even letting you ask me. Gosh, I'm like, I'm ready to tell you. <laughs> my mom makes a broccoli bake every year. And it's like a recipe from like an 80s cookbook that she started making in the 80s. And it's basically broccoli covered in cheese and bisquick on top. And it's just so good. Ooh. And the whole family loves it. And uh, that's like we have it every year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we fight over it. Like The entire family <laughs> fights over my mom's broccoli bake. So that's my favorite. Uh, I don't even think the recipe, like it it probably exists somewhere on the internet, but she doesn't even have a recipe anymore. She just knows it (laughs) and she just like makes it from by heart. So one day I'll get her recipe, but she's, she's going to keep making it for the foreseeable Mm -hmm. future. So yeah. Okay. Actually, no, I have two more. These are this or that my last two. These are just so fun. I could keep going. (laughs) Uh, eggnog or hot cocoa, hot cocoa. I like eggnog around the holidays. Oh, really? I know that's the, I know that that's not the answer I'm supposed to go with. <laughs> Everyone's like oh, no. eggnog. I like eggnog, <laughs> mm-hmm. but hot cocoa is good too, especially after especially, playing out in the snow. Yes. yes. And with whipped cream on top. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Oh yeah. It's not the same without it. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: uh, real tree or fake tree real all the way. Well, y-
0: obviously you're in Vermont. I feel like you can't, you yeah. can't have a fake tree unless you're allergic. No. I guess some people can't, but they
1: can't. yes, that yes. is true. I do know someone who is allergic and they can't have yeah. it, but I, it's very special to us to get, um, a real tree and half the time it's been from like just out in the woods. So yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. We, we
0: typically go to a farm to get our real tree, but, um, yeah, we don't have as many lists as you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. a few years ago, we learned that um, if there's any nas- uh, not national state forest, you can um, pay like five or ten dollars and you can just go out and cut a tree down. <laughs> that is so cool.
0: Oh, my yeah. gosh. Because one of the things I've noticed is the last couple of years, tree prices have been like ridiculously mm. expensive. I'm like, OK, we'll pay it because it's tradition. But yeah, it would be so cool. So maybe we should just drive up to Vermont and go and <laughs> we doesn't care yeah. we don't live in the state.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I my sister and um her husband do the same and they live in Seattle or near Seattle. So oh. they, they have to drive quite a ways, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I need to look into this. I love yeah. that. Oh it's my gosh. It's definitely not the same type of tree. Like picture yeah. full, full tree. It's it's like a natural tree, but it's, it's still I really like fun that though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool.
0: Well, I learned something new. Okay. Hopefully the person who, who's listening <laughs> is also learning something new or they're like, well, duh, Chris, you should know this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like a lot of people probably don't know that. And yeah. now I'm like, I hope I'm saying the right thing. <laughs> like what if I'm wrong? Well, it's <laughs> but- <laughs> fine. They, they
0: can look it up. They can look it up. Yeah. No one blamed Danielle. <laughs> no one go cut down a tree unless you confirm <laughs> that you're allowed to in yeah. your state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like no, walk to it- your local campground and cut down a tree <laughs>
1: oh my yeah gosh. but I love having um the tree up and we usually keep it up until at least the end of January probably
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we like keeping ours up quite a long time too yeah it's just so special Oh my gosh, I love it. This is so fun. Okay, so we are we are recording this at night after our kiddos have gone to bed. So, it is getting mm-hmm. a little bit late, so we should probably sign off for now. But thank you all of our listeners for sending in questions. Um, we appreciate you so much. I love answering these questions. This has been so fun, Danielle. Oh my gosh.
1: It was a blast, and now I'm really going to go dig out our Christmas decorations, I think, cuz I'm excited. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, so anyone who's listening, let us know if you enjoyed this episode, definitely look out on both of our Instagram accounts, um, or our email newsletters for when we ask questions for the next episode, our next Q and a is going to be all about the new year. And you will have probably already asked your questions at that point, but just as a little, uh, little reminder, our next Q and a, we're going to talk all about balance around the new year and new year's goals and resolutions and all that. And we'll have a couple more Q and a's before Danielle goes on maternity leave to have her little baby (laughs) girl. Um, and then she'll be back after that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure as always. And I can't wait to do the next one. Thank you
0: so much for listening to this episode of the healthy balance mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me.